0: Hey, folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of The Articulate Fly, and we're back with another On the Salt with Got One with Captain David Blinken. David, how are you doing? I'm great, Marvin. How's it going in this late February? Um, you know, it's kind of almost officially spring here in the southeast. I mean, it's crazy. I probably saw my first robin three or four weeks ago. The red buds are blooming. The daffodils are up. It's, it was almost 80 degrees today.
1: Oh, my gosh. I don't think the robins ever left the northeast. I, I see them from time to time where the weather... Uh warms up. And all I know is there's a bright red spot on my calendar for March 10th because that's when daylight savings time begins. So I'm like counting the days.
0: <laughs> yeah, it gets to get you to shift away from uh, show season and tying to actually think about getting back on the water.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we got stuff to talk about re- regarding that as as we get into uh, our, our chat tonight.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, last time we talked about cleaning fly lines, but I think an even more important topic we were talking before we started recording was kind of getting ready for the upcoming season. Oh
1: yeah. I I mean, I, I'm sort of a creature of habit. So I kind of have a checklist of, uh, of stuff I like to make sure I have that I can't do without, you know, there's always a couple of things you forget and you're like, darn it. But there's those important things that you can never forget. So I kind of have the checklist and then I've got two bags that are always packed. I got my freshwater bag and I got my saltwater bag. So, so as long as the checklist is set and I've got uh, those bags uh, ready, I can just grab and go and not worry about forgetting things. You know, the right reels, the right lines, which fly boxes I'm going to go grab. And, uh, and that's kind of me. I'm a creature of habit, So there's You know, getting into those habits, uh, setting an intention, so to speak, for for how I'm going to approach the beginning of the season, so I don't, uh, you know, leave out some of the most important pieces of equipment is really important to me.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that. So I guess my system is, um, and I'm surprised. You know, I've talked to the guys at Umco. I'm shocked that they stopped selling these, but they said no one wanted to buy them. I have a huge a uh, big plastic tub with one of those skirts on the outside of it that holds all the tools and all the goodies and uh everything goes in there except for boots and waders and uh and rods and I have uh actually despite having nicer uh boot and wader bags I actually like an IKEA bag just cuz it's big and easy to deal with and uh that's kind of my system so everything goes in the tub I do a little bit of seasonal changing so like you know I've taken out the stocking cap and the gloves and the hand chemical hand warmers and you know, maybe put back some sunscreen and things like that. But that's uh, that's kind of how I get ready for the year. I dig it. I love the big blue IKEA bags. You can fit like two weeks worth of stuff
1: in one of those and, and you're ready to go. Yeah. And you can always add more. I mean, that's great. And the, the other thing, you're talking about buckets. I mean, even though they're not a sponsor, like a little shout out to Yeti and Cool, because they have these great five-gallon plastic buckets and you can put lids on them or not. And you can just throw everything in there and just kind of leave it in the garage and just grab it when you're ready. You're right fresh on one bucket and salt on the other.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing thing. But, I mean, I think that process thing is a huge deal because I think that, you know, first of all, you don't want to leave, you know, things out that are important like boots and waders and reels. Uh, but the other thing is the the easier it is for you to get out on the water and not have to think about it. better it is i mean literally if someone called me i could be out the door in like 10 minutes with all of my stuff
1: oh my god it is so important i mean so so this here's my system so i have my checklist i have um uh the rod uh, rod cases by either like fish or patagonia wherever you prefer using i've got my six saltwater rods in one and six freshwater rods in the other so you know, I always go with extra rods because 'cause I'm always worried I'm gonna break one. I never do, but you never know and then if a friend joins you, you want a spare stick and then I got my reels and my flies and my leaders, my tippet um I keep my extra sunglasses and my rod case and and a buff and gloves and all that stuff and then and 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 that's where I keep sort of the hard goods and then the soft goods are just like like uh like you said a little uh. Ikea bag or, or just a a small duffel that you just keep stuff in and, you know, but here's the important thing. When you get back from fishing at the end of the day, just don't leave it scattered. Make sure you get it back in there so that, so that when you're, you know, so that when you go back to get the bag again and you go fishing again, everything's there. Don't say to yourself, well, let me take this box of flies out. And, you know, cause I got to add some more flies. If you add those flies, don't forget to get it back in the bag, <laughs> you know? So the end of the day is almost as important as the beginning of the day to make sure that stuff is on the ready as soon as you want to go.
0: Yeah. I've, uh, actually will confess that I've been to Montana with empty rod tubes before.
1: Ooh, that hurts. Doesn't it? <laughs> I, 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 uh, I had a rod a number of years ago. It was a broken rod. And it was in the same like little slip case is the good rod. And I said to myself, well, I'm going to send this back to the manufacturer when I get back, you know, so they can replace this tip section or whatever it was. I put the wrong rod into the right case. <laughs> and, and I show up at the destination. Of course, I had an extra rod, but I show up at the destination and I'm missing the rod I really wanted to have. So there it goes.
0: Yeah. And I would say, folks, you know, the important thing is not to have David's process or my process, but to have a process and make it your process.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we all do it, you know, you got to do it the way that it suits you. And 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 I would just say to everyone, find that process so you don't make those mistakes that we've all made. Um, you know, print preventative maintenance, so to speak. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 100%. And got an interesting question for you, David, from Brent. And he wanted to get your thoughts on getting started on the saltwater for someone who is primarily fished freshwater.
1: Well, you know, Brent, if you're just like dabbling, I would say in the beginning, see if you can borrow something and just, you know, give it a go and see what it's like. But if you're really committed, maybe in the beginning, you know, Inside, first of all, you gotta figure out what species you're gonna go for. And you know, you'll talk to a million people and find what rod. So I'll say striped bass, for example, because it's you know my area of greatest expertise. And if you're gonna have one stick for stripers, you know, maybe grab a nine weight. And in the beginning, you know, while you're trying to figure it out, you know, don't don't go expensive or better yet, you know, go online to one of the auction sites. And and get used equipment. Um, you can get you know you can get you know twelve hundred dollars of, of what, what was twelve hundred dollars a couple years ago. You could pick it up for you know maybe six seven hundred dollars now. Rod, reel, line, everything you need. So I would say in the beginning, you know, be conservative about your approach, and uh, and 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 take your time to learn the equipment and to get familiar with with whatever rod you want to use. And then you can go and say, all right, I want to, you know, I want to, I want a hardy rod and reel. And, and you go and you buy that, or you want, want another manufacturer's rod and reel, you go and buy that. Um After you, you know, played with, with different tapers and, you know, both in line and rods. And, and of course there's, you know, many different reel brands out there. So, you know, you just, you know, it's, it's like anything. It's like golf clubs. You know, you got to swing a couple of sets before you figure out which uh, the right one is.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I would say too. You know, to your point, there's no reason in spending money on gear that's not going to make a difference where you are at that you know point in your journey in the sport, right? Um, you know, take yeah. take that money and spend it on instruction or fishing with a guide like you, David, or someone else, because you know that's going to help you get better a whole lot faster than starting out with the most expensive gear on the market.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if you're just going to go saltwater fly fishing, you know, now and then, um, you know, don't buy the gear. You know, if you can fly cast, you know, five, you know, six and seven weights for trout, you're going to be able to fly cast, um, you know, seven, eight, nine weights for, for stripers or bonefish or something. And again, it goes back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago, go practice. Then get a guide and and do it and see how much you like it before you really make that big investment into uh, into equipment.
0: Yeah, certainly before you buy a boat, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you know, you know, what the two happiest days in a boat owner's life is right. I do not. Uh, the day he buys his boat and the day he sells his boat.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and for folks that are uh, you know on the salt, I mean, what's part of your kind of spring process on the boat front?
1: Well, you know, my boat's wrapped up right now. I've got a nice cover on it. Um, I'm going to uncover it. I'm going to charge the battery. I'm going to start the engine. I'm going to fill the gas tank. Uh, I'm going to put, you know, some stuff in the gas tank that might help burn off carbon. So I use Yamaha. So I'll use some Ring Free and just uh, make the engine happy. Then before the first client even gets near me, I'm going to scrub the whole boat down and get all that winter dirt off it. And that's what I'm going to do. And then the next thing is, because my rods live on the boat all summer long, um, is uh, I'm going to make sure, as I did it at the end of the season, make sure the rods are still clean and not full of winter cobwebs. Going to get those on the boat, all the flies, and get the boat set up. So you know I can just sort of go on uh, automatic and not worry about what rods are there for, for clients. I can worry about the guiding part- portion. And it's funny. I'm I'm kind of regimented, so I keep the uh, right-hand retrieve rods on the right side of the boat, the left-hand retrieve rods on the left side of the boat, or port and starboard. And I keep the sinking lines and the bottom two racks and the floating lines on the top two racks, so I know where everything is. So, if a client's asking me for a particular rod, I can tell them right away, and they're not jumbled up. And that's me. And I know it's a little bit, uh, you know, it it's a little bit. Uh, you know, um, uh, for lack of a better term, it's a little OCD on my part, but that's, <laughs> you know, that's kind of where I am. I I have to make sure everything is in its place. So I can worry about the guiding and not worry about, you know, where the equipment is.
0: Yeah, I can certainly dig it. And, you know, anything on the, uh, on the trailer front that folks should think about.
1: So you definitely want to make sure, um, if you didn't repack your heads in the fall, Definitely repack your hubs. Make sure the uh, tire pressure is good. Um, uh, make sure your bunks are in good working order. Whether or not you have uh, roller bunks or you have fabric bunks, you want to make sure there's no tears in that. Um, because uh, if there is, or if the rollers aren't working, or you're missing a roller, you can you can you know put a pretty good dash in your hull. So that's important. You want to make sure your trailer tongue is in good operating order. And your jack, which is probably what your trailer's been sitting on all winter, so just give it all a good going over, um, um, and hopefully everybody who's been using their trailer in salt water washed it down thoroughly before uh, the winter, so there was no corrosion. And um, you know, if you have an older trailer, I would definitely check check it for corrosion and make sure it's not affecting uh, the integrity of the trailer.
0: Yeah, got it. And of course, you know, make sure you have a valid fishing license.
1: <laughs> well, that's really important. And renew your license plate. You know, in New York, every year we get a little sticker we have to put on on the plate that says uh, our trailer is good to go. So, uh, so you got to make sure of that. And the other thing, and I left it out, is definitely hook it up and make sure your left and right turning signal are in good working order. That is like super important. That's a that's a that's a very quick ticket. <laughs> So uh so just sticking your hand out the window just doesn't work. Yeah. Like, driving home tonight, there was there was a cattle trailer in front of me. It had like, I don't know, six head of cattle in it. And uh the guy slows down to make a turn, no brake lights no turn signal. And uh and then I noticed that his trailer was listing to the left. So uh so you know, clearly uh he had a uh a broken leaf spring or, 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 or missing a shock in the trailer. So, uh, yeah, uh, you, you definitely want to make sure everything is good, good working order because, uh, you know, your boats on there and, uh, you know, something. you know, you, we've all seen it before we've seen trailers that have thrown wheels on the highway. And that's because, uh, somebody did not make sure their, their, uh, you know, their hubs were properly packed or they didn't, they didn't wiggle the tires to make sure that their hubs were in good operating order.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, folks, we love questions at the articulate fly, you know, remember email or DM me uh, make, make David's life easier. And if we use your question, I will send you some articulate fly swag. And then remember we've got two great promotions. Um, You know, for everyone that sends in a question, we're going to have a drawing for a rise fishing company rod And then if we select your question on the series, we will draw among those folks, and uh, the winner will get a Norvice uh, tying system. And a good time to give a shout-out to our friends at Norvice for generously sponsoring uh, the series. And, you know, folks, if you head over to www.nor-vice.com, you can see their remaining uh, shows for the season. I know on the East Coast, uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to be – in lancaster i'm they're going to be in michigan but if you go to the website you'll see you know some of the later show season shows that kind of happen out in the uh, in the west and uh david what's going on in the uh, masters of the fly universe
1: well i think it's uh march 17th um i think that's the sunday uh we have our last show with blaine chocolate who is just a master uh fly tire and he's going to be doing the Game Changer, I'm pretty sure. And we're really psyched about it. So uh, definitely tune in. It's going to be great. I mean, we had, we had Jason Taylor on last night, and he is just incredible. That'll be up, uh, that'll be up on the website and on YouTube in a, in a few days. Um, and if you didn't get a chance to see uh, Joe Blatos, uh, that is up and running on our YouTube channel right now. And he is the originator. He is the OG of the crease Fly which is uh, an amazing uh, fly that all of us here in the Northeast use.
0: Uh, got it. And have you got any kind of good uh, Got One app uh, beta testing stories you want to share with us before we break for the evening?
1: <laughs> no, no. But I can tell you Lu Yen is headed down to the uh, to the Sheepy tournament, uh, I think down in Louisiana. And uh, a bunch of people are going to be learning how to use it. And it's just been so great. And people should... You know, look at any if, if you've been using uh, the Got one app um, uh, if you haven't done the updates in the past few weeks, you should really do it. So uh, or I should say in the past couple of months, uh, you should do it. Uh, there's it's really it's just incredible how how useful this app is.
0: So uh, give it a go, everyone. Yeah, and, you know, folks, uh, kind of a great time, right? Spring is right around the corner. You know, if the weather's still not great where you are, you know, watch some of the recordings of Masters of the Fly or check out one of the new episodes. You know, head to a fly tying show or tie a few flies. And if it's nice where you are, you owe it to yourself to get out on the water. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, David.
1: You too.